0: Hi team, and what's the good news? The good news is today is Sunday, so we have a new episode for you of My Kind of Podcast. We're on Season 2, Episode 37, Step Right Up. Nothing to fear but fear itself. Huge shout out to Mediator for his help in this, and let's get into it. Our band of heroes slash survivors are in a nano-enhanced war machine. Alice, Josh, Jenny, and Sasha find themselves unlikely companions as they struggle to survive and a dystopian wasteland future. The future is full of haves and have-nots. They are on the have-not side of the wall. We join them as they're now in the second phase of the wall. But don't worry, we don't know what the phase means either. But this is part of Sasha's nightmare. Sasha was getting too close to one of the stands, and the same old man as in the other station said in the same voice as, as he said before, Step right up. Nothing to fear but fear itself. And this is your dream. We're doing it your way. The man took off his hat and bowed. And his outstretched hand was a mystery box. And eager not to make the same mistake Josh did and ignore the mystery box, Sasha decided to take it. As she got up to her friends, she was showing them the box and catching up with Alice and Josh's conversation. It indeed was a weird dream. Josh and Alice were getting along. The satisfying click sounds from the mystery box caused Josh and Alice to look, and when they did, they saw a tiny piece of jewelry so complex and so intricately designed. They stood there with their mouth gaped in awe. Wow. Beautiful. Sasha's eyes sparkled like never before. It was a sight to behold. Sasha hugged the necklace, and in that instant, she could swear that it was embracing and yearning for her too. She felt a strange connection with this beautiful mystery necklace she was holding. What they didn't know was as they looked at the charm Sasha was holding, something odd was happening in the shadows behind them. Darkness seemed to pull together like a gel or a spirit, just watching, sensing, and gathering their attention. But don't look too fast because you won't see them. But once you look away, they're right there. They walked, and they wandered, and they walked, and they wandered. I mean, that's what one do. I mean, they don't want to sit there because there's nothing there. And since none of them had a better idea, they walked. Talking about this and that, nothing too extreme was attacking them as they mindlessly walked. And so they walked. And they walked. Jenny saw the problem after a little bit. As they were walking, the floor was moving. But the feeling of being studied or or like death was coming, was still hanging around them. Not getting any better, but not getting any worse either. As if they weren't going anywhere. Well, it seemed like they weren't going anywhere until they veered closer to the game. Another example of thinking that you have free will, but are guided down a specific path. All the other AIs were not as fast, or had not, or needed control, so it was a live let live situation. That's why it took them so long. Josh and his eye sure Josh and his AI sure as crap weren't gonna catch on because there was a glitch in the matrix. Alice was insta scared and passed out. The other two I the other two AIs were aware that were that were aware that something happened. But what? Some because something in the back of Josh and Sasha's mind took notice of Alice's subtle transformation. The glitch is when the environment changed, and Silas changed with it. That's why, the, that's why only I were aware. It was too imperceptible at all. It's hard to get six people to agree on anything. Hell, they couldn't even agree on walking, so they sure couldn't, couldn't agree on stop walking. But it's especially hard when there's people that are disagreeable. Everyone is hungry, even Ginny. It would have been a long time. It would have been a long time, if that's still a thing or an expression where you are. Okay, to the characters, a long time had passed. But to you, dear reader, it's instantly. Now picture this. You hear carnival and fair music. You can smell the powdered sugar from the funnel cakes. You could feel your heart being bogged down. You could feel your blood getting thicker. You now have have diabetes. Yeah. That's what the smell of powdered sugar was like. But to Jenny, this was a game of spot the difference, and the difference was, there was only one game. No matter what direction they go, the dream wanted someone, which for all intents and purposes, was the dreamer, to play the game. As luck would have it, Josh started to complain, and everyone, stu- everyone complained too as Josh sat down. I'm tired of walking. Just play the damn game, or can we just sit down a minute? To Jenny, the game looked like a tornado hit a trailer park. There was shit everywhere. But apparently, to everyone else, they saw a shiny new game. According to, the, according to, the, according to Jenny, the skeleton had died like 60 years ago. Yeah, him, running the game. You should probably stay away from people who don't have guts, and this guy didn't have none. He looked like a bellhop died, and now he worked here running the game. It was a wonder how his medium beard stayed on his jaw and skull, as there was little skin or muscle to hold onto. But yet, his hair was staying right there on his face. Skin or not, it was there. The shampoo's company would be proud. But Josh and Sasha seemed to think that this was a normal guy. But that's not what Jenny saw. Oh. The man's hollow eyes focused on Jenny's necklace. Looks like you're playing today. The dead man pointed at Sasha. Jenny saw the meat and skin fall off the man's hand and splatter near Josh as he moved his hand. But Josh seemed unfazed. Sasha gasped. No, no, I... She mumbled. Poor Sasha. The man flung his remaining, what remained of his hands. Think of it like a string bikini covering a literal beach land whale good luck covering anything. Yes, to Jenny it was bad, but how did Josh and Sasha ignore the splatter of his hands against the machine as it broke off as he flung it around because he was excited. He presented Sasha with a wall of necklaces that were just like hers. Others were different or had some size or color variations, but it's clearly the one that came from the game as there was a missing spot on the shelf. The man's canes tilted it toward Sasha's chin and slightly raised it. Get a prize, but play the game but, 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 but I never got a prize. Sasha was still trying to hide her voice was tight with nerves and guilt as she as she subconsciously, subconsciously clutched her necklace, sounding more like one of those high-pitched kids who know the high-pitched voice of the kids who just got caught red-handed with her hand in the cookie jar. There was a slight quiver in Sasha's voice. The necklace was gaining control of the host, and apparently did not want to play the game either. The game was a simple contest of strength, the classic hammer and bell game. The long, the long bony fingers of the skeleton brandished the heavy hammer, as if it was light as a pencil. The looming man outstretched it, outstretched his hand, offering the hammer to Sasha. I won't do it! Sasha's voice inflected and went through puberty in point two seconds. <clears throat> The man transferred the transferred his cane uh, tra- transferred his cane to the ground so he could have both hands on the hammer but the man just drops the heavy hammer on the plate his other arm his other arm or his other arm followed the stone as it as it moved up here without looking he knew how high the weight was going to go on. his bony finger casually swung back and pointed to the apex of the weight at its exact momentum of the stop. Like exactly. The other two A.I. were unaware of his magic trick. The skeleton splat blood in Jenny's direction. Here. You die. The man with little effort brings the hammer up. forcing the, Brought the hammer up and forced the hammer on the plate. His other hand tracked the rock as it went up the gauge. Exactly following the rock. But his eyes. Fixed on Sasha. Here you die. The man lifts the pencil up, and the man lifts the hammer up hammer up seemingly with ease like it was a flippin' pencil, and with a twist of his body, magic happened. He generate how did he generate that much force? That much force in the small wind up, but when he hit the plate this time, alarm bells rang. Hit here. You win, you live. his voice uh, said in a grim had a grim, calm feel to it, with the assuredness of a car salesman. they stand behind their cars because if they stood in front of them and the brakes failed, they'd be crushed. You point out an oil leak, oil leak, what oil leak? that's just a sweat from all that horsepower, yeah. That level of confidence That was how this man spoke. And step right up, find out if you're strong enough to save your life. Again, this made Jenny's ears tingle in the verbiage, save your life. Was that a typo or an omen? Was this a bug or a feature? Either way, the first thought was her favorite radio announcer. She found comfort and he would give grave news, but find a way to make it not as bad
1: and in that, And
0: in that moment, Jenny's thoughts went back to her childhood, watching child, watching and listening to the hollow vision. It's not looking good for the home team friends. it's just not looking good. But what if no one else saw is Jenny? The one going crazy? The man's haunted voice continued. No. You know the one voice. The one like the cold. No, no, no. Not the cold. But like your words freeze in air. And it tells you without telling you. You're gonna die. These words were like frozen fog. As it pelted Jenny, if not, if you don't make it, you belong back to me. Back, Jenny thought. The old man eyed the old man's hollow eyes, eyed Sasha, and let his eyes fall to the necklace, then back to her eyes, like I'm watching you both. Jenny stepped forward and reached for the sled ha- sledgehammer. The man pulled the hammer back with ease and grace. Oh, no. You cannot. You did not take a prize, the man said, in what seemed like his last dying wish. Jenny was angry and kicked the parts of the man's hand, and deadly kicked the parts of the man's hand that were on the ground, as if that would do something. But the man was not fazed. He was beckoning for Sasha. And to everyone's amazement, Sasha responded methodically, matching the man's movements like he was a snake charmer. Sasha was far from a snake, but responded in kind. The AI was taking over. He reached out the hammer. Sasha was getting closer and closer. Time was running out for Amira. Sasha's AI, Amira, didn't want to go back. And tried to and tried to fight the beckoning, and tried to stop Sasha. Wait! 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 This is our body now. Little hiccups of her started to complain. To complain. We don't want to do this. We don't want to do this. And that was when Sasha's right leg went limp. Hell was freezing over. Sasha was reaching for the weapon. Caesar was crossing the Rubicon. You know the one thing you would never think that happened? Yeah, that. That? Yes. That. That thing? Yes. The thing we agreed never to talk about. Yeah, that? W- well, I don't know how to tell you this. But it's happening. Sasha was reaching for a weapon. But you see, it's not Sasha or Mira's fault. Because Jenny broke the mystery box. So none of the events you're about to listen to even existed. Because Jenny broke the mystery box. Time seemed to hold its own breath. Josh's football failure and the weird death-defying carnival all seemed like minor potholes in the road. They had no idea. The planet-sized sinkhole a black hole was ahead of them in the road and they were heading straight for it as Sasha reached for the hammer. That's all I got for this week. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Huge shout out to Tim moon eater for his help in editing and, and ideas. Uh, Chris, you're super amazing. Get like, and like are your, you your blathering blithering on really help. You can move the story along as well. Um, uh, shout out to Opie, Terrence, totally, uh Amber, uh, Natasha. You guys are all super amazing. I appreciate your help and support. And until next time, stay frosty, my friends.